0: 995 Gold that's 833995 gold 833995GOLD. Eight, if you're a firearms
1: enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret: Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer, Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors
0: Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Wednesday edition. I am Clay Travis. He is Buck Sexton. And the lies are raining down in every direction. I got to tell you guys, every time I think the lies can't become more insanely easy to point out as being lies from the Democratic Party, from Joe Biden. From everybody in his orbit, they just keep raining down. Yesterday, after we went off the air, Joe Biden finally waddled his way up to the rostrum. Did not take questions, by the way, because, let's be honest, Joe Biden can barely read off of the teleprompter. And he attempted to claim an extraordinary success for the way that Afghanistan has been handled i mean this is one of the biggest lies that has ever been shared by an american president this is what joe biden said yesterday play cut one
2: no nation no nation has ever done anything like it in all of history the only the united states had the capacity and the will and ability to do it and we did it today the extraordinary success of this mission was due to the incredible skill bravely and selfless courage of the United States military and our diplomats and intelligence professionals. For weeks, they risked their lives to get American citizens, Afghans who helped us, citizens of our allies and partners and others on board planes and out of the country. And they did it, facing a crush of enormous crowds seeking to leave the country.
0: All right, that's one big lie. The second big lie, and I'm going to play the cut, which proves the lie as well, Biden claimed that we were going to get everybody out of Afghanistan, all of our American citizens. Well, in yesterday's address, he turned that on its head and tried to take credit for getting 90 percent of our people out. Listen to this.
2: Bottom line, 90 percent of Americans in Afghanistan who wanted to leave were able to leave. And for those remaining Americans, there is no deadline.
0: All right, now, 90%. 90% can be good if you got a kid on a spelling test. It's not really that good when you're leaving 10% of American citizens behind to face terrorists, and it's a direct refutation of the promise that Joe Biden made to George Stepanopoulos two weeks ago in an ABC interview. I want you to listen to this. He said, we're going to stay until all Americans are out. This was just two weeks ago. Now he's caught in a lie bragging about 90%.
1: Are you committed to making sure that the troops stay until every American who wants to be out is out? Yes. So Americans should
2: understand the troops might have to be there beyond August thirty first. No, Americans should understand that we're going to try to get it done before August thirty first. But if we don't, the troops will if stay. If we don't, we'll determine at the time who's left. And. And if there are American force, if there's American citizens left, we're going to stay and get them all out.
0: Blatant lies, Buck, and we're going to be one of the few people in media who's actually going to hold the president accountable for the promises he made and the promises he has not kept, and the lies that he's telling. I and mean, when you just listen to that audio, it's staggering. The Clay, duplicity, the lies.
1: Yeah, they're already doing what we said they were going to do. Yes. Right, this is yesterday. Remember when I said, Clay, what do you expect? We talked about this, that Joe Biden is going to start to focus on just the end state here of the end of the war in Afghanistan as, as all that matters, and the debacle of how we got to it is irrelevant irrelevant they want us to think for whether joe biden is competent irrelevant for whether the national security apparatus around him truly has experts that are worthy of the powers entrusted to them they want to move past this in fact even worse they want everyone to think that somehow this was a stroke of brilliance something to be deeply proud of now it's tough i will say this almost in biden's defense we're talking about him breaking promises But he made those promises clearly under the incredibly false impression. And this also goes to the transcript of the call he had that has been leaked with Ashraf Ghani, that there was actually going to be a Taliban versus Afghan National Security Forces fight that would last for some period of time. So when he was making all those promises, he was in the wrongest of wrong zones (laughs) for his assessment of Afghanistan. Now, he's still breaking his word. I'm not saying that, but clearly... This guy had no idea what the heck was really going on. And that's why now, I mean, people have been asking me, Clay, and this is one of the big debates that breaks out, one of the big discussions will this place become a safe haven for terror? Yeah. Right now, the assessment is we've lost about 90% of our intelligence collection capability in that country. I mean, there is no substitute for having diplomatic personnel in Ford outposts, not just even in an embassy, for having military personnel all over the country meeting with tribal elders driving down the roads of Kandahar and Jalalabad and Coast and and doing these things that give you a real sense of what's going on. We hadn't had that in a long time. We had retreated to the bases, and now we've cut that off entirely. So will it be a terror safe haven? Clay, we may not know until something goes boom. That's the
0: problem. Let me ask you this, Buck. You, unlike a lot of people who make a living talking, have actually done intelligence briefings. You've been on the ground in Afghanistan. How nervous are you about the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and one of these terror groups trying to do an attack, maybe overseas, but maybe even more so here in America? Are you on high alert now in the wake of Afghanistan losing our ability to have as much intelligence on the ground as we would have before Are you nervous at all about somebody trying to strike us to say, hey, 20 years later, we can still do the same thing that we did on 9-11? Does that anniversary put you on edge at all from an intelligence perspective? Absolutely. The narrative here really
1: matters. I mean, this is why in jihadist literature and communications, they'll make references to the Balfour Declaration. They'll make yes. references to battles that occurred in Iraq or battles that occurred in Afghanistan or Syria or wherever. Hundreds that of less years than, ago. Yeah, that, that, that are from hundreds of years ago that less than, you know, one in a thousand people in the West would have any idea what the heck they're referencing. Narrative matters. And, and here's what we've been going through with this. There's been a downturn in the, jihadist storyline, if you will, because something that got very little attention during the Trump presidency, and I actually had uh, members of a a, a special forces, a a guy from a special forces team come up to me to just say he appreciated during the Trump presidency that I was talking about how they kicked butt in Syria. They went after ISIS in Raqqa. They destroyed ISIS's control there. So that was a huge blow, because remember, from all over the world, you had these jihadis Who were running around acting in terror acting out as terrorists on behalf of the Islamic State because they really believed in this notion of caliphate and all the rest of it. The problem here, the concern, is that Afghanistan now hands a huge propaganda victory to the forces of the global jihad. Once again, we've had this lull period because of the destruction of ISIS, largely the destruction of ISIS. And if they were looking, I mean, and Clay, I hate the, oh, we could get hit any moment. Oh, it's an orange zone. No, it's a yellow zone. No, it's because at some point, if you cry wolf every day, you're not being helpful. But can we think of a better moment in time for the jihadist evildoers around the world to reset the narrative of their victory, of their black banners being unfurled in cities and and countries around the world? than to have a mass casualty attack of some kind on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 after the fall of Kabul and Afghanistan to the Taliban.
0: I think it's hard to come up with one. Here's what, and this is why I bring it up, uh, Buck, because again, as I mentioned, you actually have a lot of experience here. I'm sitting around looking at what's going to be going on on 9-11 and the day after 9-11. For the first time, people are going to be going back in mass crowds to college football games on the anniversary of 9-11 and to NFL games on the day after 9-11 and a couple of days before when the season kicks off. That's going to be a moment of great celebration, I think, for many Americans out there. But in the wake of Afghanistan, where America's, I think it's fair to say... Uh, nose has been at, at at the absolute best only bloodied, right? We've been embarrassed by what happened in Afghanistan. To your point on the narrative of jihadist attacks, being able to strike on the 20th anniversary and try to send a message of we kicked your ass out of Afghanistan and we can still do damage to you even 20 years later. It feels like a particularly dangerous time in terms of the goals of Terrorist. It
1: absolutely is, because the storylines that the jihadists tell, whether we're talking about al-Qaeda or the Islamic State or any of the other innumerable jihadist entities all over the world. I mean, there's everything from the Moro Islamic Liberation Front to Palestinian Islamic Jihad. You can sit here and go through the list. There's the uh, Tariqi, Taliban Pakistan. There are dozens of terrorist groups that operate in the AFPAC region that very few people even know about, literally dozens of them, right? And, yeah. and many of them have, as a core tenet, attacking Western targets and and waging jihad against the West. We've been in a downturn from that. We got used to, unfortunately, those kinds of, of attacks occurring, and there was that spike because of the Islamic State under the Obama administration years. It was one of the ways in which Obama's foreign policy was so catastrophic. Now here we are with another weak Democrat, who, let's remind ourselves, has the same foreign policy team around him that Obama did that led to those catastrophic eight years. And I don't mean the same in just general terms. I mean, actually, in many cases, the same human beings, the same people making the decisions, not just philosophically similar. And you've got to look at this right now and see Afghanistan and the and the optics of it matter as well, because we thought that obviously there was going to be some fight back against the Taliban. That that didn't happen means that our whole notion of working with foreign partners to fight against these jihadist entities, anytime the jihadis, whether it's in Yemen or it's in northern Nigeria or it's in Somalia or it's in the Philippines, wherever they decide to start attacking, and hopefully, by the way, Clay,
2: we don't we, want this to happen. No, of course, of course we like, don't want yeah. it to happen,
1: and it may not happen. I mean, you, yes. I, I, I'm somebody who believes you cannot predict the future, but if you look at the swirling pieces right now and the players involved. Between now and the 9-11 anniversary is a time for the the black flag of jihad to be planted on a mass grave from a mass casualty attack somewhere in this country. I mean, somewhere
0: in the world. That's what I think is going to be a concern for all of us. And at the time we have spent, you talked about how Trump did such a good job of going after these jihadist organizations We've actually turned crazily to the narrative of, oh, the people that we're in danger from in America are who white supremacists, the insurrectionists, right? like, insurrectionists. the primary.
1: That's a that's a that's an excellent point, Clay. The primary counterterrorism mission under the Biden administration is bizarrely and psychotically. Trump voters, according to the people in charge at the DOJ and the DHS. It's people that took selfies on January 6th inside the Capitol building. That's the primary counterterrorism threat. We'll see how long that narrative holds. We'll we'll come back into this. We should also talk about that uh, phone call that Biden had with Ashraf Ghani, which I think brings up a whole lot of stuff. But Clay and I both are big proponents of privacy, especially when you're working online. I mean, I expect my emails to be private. I want my web searches and my video viewing to also be private. Why should big tech be making money off of that, especially if I'm sending financial legal documents? I want to know that that stuff is being kept with some degree of security, which is why I'm using ExpressVPN. This is a virtual private network. That's what VPN stands for. When you use ExpressVPN, it's an app on your phone or your or your laptop Uh, You anonymize a lot of your online presence because you hide your IP address. That's absolutely key. And, Clay, that's what makes activity so much more difficult for big tech to trace, to go against your privacy, and to sell it for advertisers.
0: No doubt. It's also incredibly easy to use. Just takes one click to protect all your devices. That's why ExpressVPN rated number one by CNET. And that's why we want you to revoke big tech's right to your data Secure your internet with the VPN we trust for online protection. Visit expressvpn.com slash Clay and Buck. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Clay and Buck to get three extra months free with our exclusive link. One more time, go to expressvpn.com slash Clay and Buck right now. Call 833 995 GOLD. That's 833 995 GOLD. One more time 833 995 GOLD. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. With as little as four picks. More player action on Prize Picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize Picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free Prize Picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
1: Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose.
0: GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community.
1: Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God.
0: Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.
1: Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Saxton Show. This is Buck and Clay and I are trying to make sense of it all today after Biden's speech yesterday, which I wouldn't even say I thought it would be a somber victory lap from the Biden administration, but it was actually kind of a Defiant, gaslighting, aggressive victory lap. I know it's bizarre to think of it that way, but that is what was expressed by uh, Joe Biden. And, and already the narrative is out there. They've got the talking points. They're going with it. This was pretty well done. They're trying to tell you. Here's the White House chief of staff.
3: It's easy to second guess, but let's just be clear. America was in this war for 20 years,
1: and I think any effort to unwind that, any effort to bring our troops out, any
2: effort to end our military presence in Afghanistan was going to be filled with uh, heartbreaking scenes and difficulties. And I think uh, the Biden administration has
1: managed that as well as it can be managed under the circumstances we were placed in. As well as it can be managed, he said. (laughs) As good as anybody could have possibly thought it would be. I mean, sure, they dramatically miscalculated, and that's putting it mildly, the speed of this whole thing. Sure, they left people behind. We've gone from no man left behind to nine out of ten of you will probably make it home, and that's supposed to be okay. And now they're trying to tell you that this was not only something that uh, Biden will avoid major criticism or political fallout from. But it's not that big a deal because it was going to be rough no matter what. Here's Claire McCaskill, another Democrat, doing cleanup on aisle five for him.
2: I think he laid out exactly why he made this decision and why he's standing behind it. Um, In many ways, I found it refreshing. You know, nobody really believed that the Afghan government would melt away as quickly as it did, and that complicated this. But he's right about one thing, Willie. You don't ever... Announce you're leaving the country and not have a rush to the exits and that rush to the exits, whether it was at a Bagram Air Force Base or whether it was at the Kabul airport, was always going to be really dangerous for the Americans trying, the military trying to process that. What will they
1: not lie about, Clay? I just is there anything?
0: It is a level of blatant dishonesty that I'm not sure we've ever seen before. And, and, and what is so frustrating about it is the Washington Post headline, democracy dies in darkness, the New York uh, Times, all the news that's fit to print, they're not calling out any of these lies. If Donald Trump was president and every single thing had happened in Afghanistan, the Washington Post The New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, they would be losing their minds to ridicule the president and demand, frankly, his impeachment over this. And certainly, Buck, we need to talk about this later in the show. How is it that nobody is having to get fired over this? Nobody's falling on their sword. Nobody is taking responsibility for the utter incompetence that this entire Afghanistan mess was involved in. Oh, Lieutenant Colonel Schellers...
1: Yeah, yeah. right. The guy who says there should be accountability. He gets fired.
0: Yes, that's the only person who has lost his job over this. It's shameful. Uh, We come back crazy covid news. I know it's unbelievable what continues to happen there. But I want to tell you last month, a huge number of you made the switch to pure talk cell service, including my own son, 13 year old. You get to keep your uh, same number, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. You're paying too much for your cell service. Exact same network, exact same towers can save you up to $800 a year. Switching is incredibly easy, and again, you get to keep your same number, and you get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. How do you do it? Get your cell phones in your hand right now. Trust me on this. Dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Pure Talk. My own family is doing it. You can join us You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from Pure Talk. That's pound 250 and say, Pure Talk. Welcome back in. I'm Clay Travis. He's Buck Sexton. We are the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Encourage you to go download the podcast. Make sure you don't miss anything, including some of you may have missed yesterday. We had 45 himself, President Donald Trump, and... We're going to go down to Mar-a-Lago, Buck, and that's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, we'll play a few cuts from that interview, but it was the final segment of the show yesterday. You can go listen to the whole thing on the podcast. You can go to clayandbuck.com. Make sure you don't miss any of it. it was an interesting discussion. And Buck, I don't know about you, but every day as I see all of the lies coming out from Afghanistan and in particular from COVID, I've never been more thankful that we have this forum to be able to talk with our audience every day. And you may not agree with us every single day. And in fact, if you do agree with every single thing we say, I would submit it's kind of boring, right? Like you can't agree with, with everything that everybody says. Sometimes it's got to get a little spicy in here, but we're going to give you actual truth and facts and you can disagree with the opinions. And What's so frustrating about all this COVID data, Buck, the CDC has now come out and they have told unvaccinated people that they should not be traveling over Labor Day weekend. Now, this is pure madness, because as we continue to talk about on this show, many of those unvaccinated people I'm in this camp, you used to be in this camp before your brother's wedding, have already had COVID, which well, no, I'm still in data. that. I definitely had COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that but, I did. But, do. But, uh, you, but you're not unvaccinated anymore, right, Uh, because you also have gotten vaccinated because you got pressured into it in order to be able to go to your brother's wedding. But the data out of Israel suggests that up to 27 times as much protection for people who have had covid, who have natural immunity as opposed to vaccinated immunity. But these people just continue to lie and no one calls them on it. And it's spreading, right? And this is what you were talking about with Christy Noem. This is why we want red states to draw the line and try to protect our freedoms as much as they can because Pennsylvania, which decided the presidential election in 2016, which decided the presidential election really probably in 2020, Governor Wolf of Pennsylvania has now stepped forward And he has put in a statewide school mask mandate for students and staff K through 12. The power grab is not stopping Play Cut 18.
2: Wearing a mask in school is necessary to keep our children in the classroom and to keep COVID out of that classroom. So, to that end, the Department of Health is directing all early learning. And childcare and K through 12, private and public schools across the country, across the state to require students and staff to wear masks when they're indoors.
1: Now, Clay, you know, we're talking about trying to protect people's individual freedoms and liberties and how if you just sit around and hope that it will happen, you're going to keep losing, which is what we have been seeing over the course of covid. Notice how it's for private schools, too. Right. Private entities. This is the state saying you must wear a mask. If the state can say you must wear a mask, I can assure everybody listening, the state can and will also say you must get the shot. Remember, they're they're looking still for, I believe, the final tranche of a, of approval data for the FDA to say that this is for fine for kids. Right. This is this is where we are heading right now. And so that's why to say, oh, it's about individual freedom of choice. No, I mean, we, we have a First Amendment to the Constitution, for example, about the free exercise of religion that is above and beyond what the state or what the federal government or what the local government is allowed to infringe upon, right? There are some things that actually go beyond just separation of powers and arguments between plenary power and what the federal government can do. And when you're talking about forced vaccine mandates on people across the country, that's where people have to actually be able to, that's where those in power need to take a stand, or else you're just waiting for what variety of mandate puts the needle in your arm and i said as i sit here in new york i i had someone walk up to me in a coffee shop yesterday i had sat down empty clay and i I don't mean empty like not a lot of people i was the only person there i was sitting there you know having a little caffeine before i go do my tv show for the first after this and the one clerk in the place who was 30 feet away came over and said i know i already i didn't have a mask on of course i know i already sold to you I, i i'm so sorry But you can't sit there unless you present your ID and a vaccine card. This is the country that if you live in New York City, and I think soon to be some other cities as well, we are living it.
0: It is it is pure madness. And it is not getting less mad, right? For a lot of you out there, I think you've been expecting that sanity is going to return. But just remember where we've gone since May. In May, the CDC said, nobody who's vaccinated needs to wear a mask, indoors or outdoors. In that same time frame, Dr. Fauci said, if we get, and Joe Biden said, if we get 70% of people vaccinated by July 4th, we'll be great. Buck, we've got almost 75% of adults vaccinated now in this country, 18 and up. 74% 74% is the most recent number that I have seen having gotten at least one shot. And what's happened? Our freedoms are disappearing. Many states are moving back in the direction of actual lockdowns. And I feel like the only way, I mean, I i, I want people in California to listen to me carefully here. I feel like if you are in California right now, And you are listening to us, which a huge number of you are. You need to try and recall Gavin Newsom with every fiber of your being. You need to get people on the phone who you haven't talked to in a long time. And you need all, we need all these moms out there to lead the revolution because, Buck, until there is a significant consequence politically for all of these draconian measures, And until Democrats have to take a step back and say, wait a minute, are we finally losing after 18 months the majority of our support? I don't think anything's going to change. And so maybe it's just irrational, but I'm hoping California could flip the script for us. You
1: are being told right now, everyone, if you are unvaccinated, you are being told by the CDC officially, do not travel this weekend. Yes. Now I understand that people can just say to this, "Oh, but Buck, that's just, you know, the guidance," as Fauci would say, right? That's just a, it's a suggestion. Look at their suggestions for the last now eighteen months. It's going to be two years of this madness before we can blink an eye here. I and mean, it's no just going to come up. Uh, that's where we're going to be. We're still going to be in the middle of this craziness two years in. Which, if you had told somebody that, I think in March of twenty twenty, they would have said
2: fifteen days to is, stop the spread. Yeah,
1: They, they would have said absolutely not. They're saying right now, don't travel. What do you think, if we have continued spread, and, and note that the spread is now in a bunch of blue states, too, yes. with higher than average vaccination rates, so what's going on there? Why was Florida and Texas a five-alarm fire a week ago, but Oregon and Washington State, the Pacific Northwest, Hawaii, some of these other states with, in some cases, all-time high caseload? That's right. They don't get the same degree of... Attention and not just attention, scorn from the national media. We all know why the CDC asking you, quote, asking you not to travel this weekend shows you the ment- if you're unvaccinated, shows you the mentality which is going to transform going into this winter into the CDC now recommends unvaccinated people not travel, which then will turn into the Biden administration saying vaccine passports for air travel. This Which I'm afraid is, of. this is the progression. And, you know, this is why if we don't have some states that take action now to protect people from having to do this, if you just wait until the progressives with their incrementalism and their obsession with controlling you can find a mechanism to do it. It's just a matter of time. You can take out your take out your watch now because eventually they're going to force you. Even if you've had COVID, there's no medical necessity for you to get. They're going to force you to get the shot anyway. I'm telling
0: you it's coming. That's why we need people in California, Buck. You are right now the front line because I do think Gavin Newsom getting recalled would be a holy crap moment for Democrats to lose in a state like California. You know, by the way, living with pain, one of the worst sensations out there, Buck. Chronic pain, everyday pain is the worst. You don't have to live with it anymore. Ask Mark from Washington State. He had set, he had hurt his back and had numbness in his leg. The pain medication he tried upset his stomach, it wasn't working. Then Mark tried Relief Factor, easy to use, didn't hurt his stomach and most important pain went from unbearable to minimal. But your dad, my wife who works out all the time teaches so many people out there Relief Factor has worked for them as well, 100% drug-free. Doctors created it. it. goes right to the source of inflammation. It can be an incredible benefit, right, but for your family and for mine. My dad loves it. I mean, he's out there on the golf course. Like I said, he'll play
1: 36 holes over the weekend, and that can just be strain, especially if you got a little bit of arthritis, some of the pain that's out there. So if you just want a general reduction in some of the feelings, the, the pain that you can have, Relief Factor can really help. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor and about 70% of them go on to order more. Join the more than half a million people and order the 3 week quick start for only 1995. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to get the 1995 3 week quick start developed for you. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 the number 4 relief. Relief Factor feel the difference.
0: Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D.
1: Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose.
0: GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community.
1: Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God.
0: Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Since 9-11, the Tunnel of to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans. Heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country. Heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull.
1: He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope.
0: With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders.
1: Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. the number two, t.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. I've been watching and I'm looking at your ratings. Rush would be very proud of you. I'll tell you, Rush was our friend. Rush was incredible. You know, I didn't know Rush, and I came down the escalator with that great first lady, and we came our future first lady at that time. And Rush loved it,
2: and he loved what I had to say. He said he's speaking the truth, and he was there, and I didn't know Rush. And I got to know him well, and he was great. He'd be very proud of you two guys.
1: Really appreciated the kind words yesterday from uh, President Trump there. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. This is Buck, and we are we are so uh, blessed to have had a chance to talk again to number forty five, Donald J. Trump, former president, and we're excited to go down. Assuming we can make it all happen, he's going to have a busy schedule. You know, he's got to help like us, Clay. He's got to help prevent the country from yes. collapsing at the hands of the commies. But you know, we're we're
0: definitely uh, working on it how looking, bad, by the way, did he want to with us just go ahead and announce that he was running? I, I know. thought he might do it. He almost. I know. Did we're, it, right. we're, gonna, we're,
1: hey, look, this would be a good place. This, let's be, this would be a good place to do it. So we'll see if we can get him to do it here. And we are certainly hopeful of that. Let's get some of your calls. 800-282-2882. 800-282-2882. We have Colin in, I gotta say, I'm from New York and even I'd, no, that was not even close. I'm from this state. Colin, what's the name of where you're from?
3: I'm uh, from Canada Harry. Canada, Harry.
1: I've All never right. heard of it. Yeah. Wow, fantastic. Thanks. What do you got on your
0: mind?
3: Well, I just wanted to say that for the last 20 years, we've had over 800,000 U.S. service members, including myself, and people that I work with now in upstate New York that sacrificed sweat, blood, and tears for building that country up getting rid of the Taliban in that in that horrible place. And what President Biden has done in the last month has been a slap in the face to all of us. And he has spit on the graves of the thousands of American servicemen and women who have sacrificed their lives for building that country up from what it was prior to two thousand one.
1: Colin, I'm just wondering what what do you I mean when when you hear people like the White House chief of staff saying This was handled as well as possible. What are your fellow brothers and sisters in arms, the military that you talk to, what are they saying about
3: it? It's like a bad joke. It's a bad joke without a punchline. And we know that the government doesn't care. They have shown time and again that they just want to do what they want to do. And that's all they're going to do. And they're not going to consider any of the sacrifices that people fighting on the ground have made.
1: Colin, thank you for your service, and thank you for calling in, Clay. I, so many so many veterans have been reaching out. Obviously, we hear from some of them on air here, but just an email and DM and Facebook messages saying, they're just disgusted, man. They're just disgusted well, with what's going on. Well, they put their heart and soul,
0: many of them, Buck, for 20 years into Afghanistan, and it's one thing to leave. It's another thing to leave, as we did, filled with dishonor. It just doesn't value the hard work, the boots on the ground that they did uh, and and that they were a part of. And by the way, Buck, I think Bobby in Fort Lauderdale has got a looming issue. I don't know if you think this is crazy either, that for the midterms in 2022, there's the possibility that COVID restrictions may also be existing. Bobby, I mean, have all the mail-in ballots all over again. Yeah. Bobby, let's, let's hear from you. What do you got?
3: Yeah, I don't hear anybody else talking about it. I believe you had a lady on your show last week that just mentioned this briefly, but uh, no one's talking about. They're just pushing this uh, towards the uh, midterms, and they just keep you know getting closer and closer to lockdown again, and all that madness. That well, Bobby, we, we,
1: we appreciate the thought. I just we, we we got a bad connection there, so maybe we can get you back in later. But we I think we get the the basic point yeah. he's making, Clay, which is that remember they used COVID as the excuse to change to basically get a lot of what they want to pass now through HR1 they just did some of that in different states right That's they right. changed the rules of the game and created this free for all of ah do we need a signature match or oh we'll extend the deadlines or oh we won't do an id check on this or all you know in places all over the country democrats changed the rules to favor them to make it easier to
0: cheat and yeah i think they're going to want to do it again clay so i i well, think i think he's got a point yeah, especially if you look at the data, as we've been saying for a long time, fall and winter, these cases are going to go up. There's no suggestion that they're not going to. That was when we peaked last year. And already we're starting to rise in some parts of the Midwest and Northeast, starting to increase as well. And so if you go up during the fall and the winter, it's not going to be gone by February and March, right? COVID is still going to be with us. COVID's never going to go away. And so then you start to be able to make some arguments as you move into the spring. The hope is that by the summer, this thing has faded in 2022 to the extent that Democrats can't make that argument. But I, I think Bobby's got a got a point. And I think there are a lot of people out there listening to us who are nodding along with the idea. Look, Democrats are in trouble in the House. I've seen some of the polling looks like they're in trouble In the senate in many seats i looked at new hampshire if sununu runs um he's got a really got an eight point lead according to real clear politics herschel walker's announced in georgia i think he's got a really good shot to beat warnock that's two seats flipping and buck i mean there's nervousness trepidation and fear on the part of the democrats and they're going to try to use it oh my gosh what will happen to the country
1: if the insurrectionists are in charge again will there be a roaring economy and peace and the stuff that we had Lower under taxes. Trump. Oh my gosh, what will we do if that ever happens? Um I want to uh, bring us back here in a minute and talk about a law that is going into effect in Texas that will restrict abortion. The right uh, or rather the rights of the unborn and the pro-life movement are central to conservatism. There's a fascinating legal strategy at work here. This is also making its way all the way up to the Supreme Court. Is the right to life going to be something that will actually be respected in this country? Are we at the beginning of that? We'll talk about that and also more on COVID and Biden's blunder in Kabul and also a decision in football that Clay's going to explain in just a few minutes. Once we got Glenn back.
0: You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB network. Since 9-11, the Tunnel of to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull.
1: He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope.
0: With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders, homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders.
1: Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at t2t.org. That's T, the number two, T dot org. Ninety five cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs.